0: right, I'm going to give you a little something this morning by the grace of God from the book of Romans, chapter 8. The book of Romans, chapter 8. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2 of Romans, chapter 8. It's all good, but we'll limit it to two verses here. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit... Of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. I'd like to take just a few minutes and talk to you about the spirit, the life of the spirit. You may be seated, or we could call it spirit life, spirit life. When I um, <clears throat> was a uh, young man, and I had come to Florida. I came to go to college for a little while, and um, I went home, I got married, and I came back to Florida, been here ever since, and, um, but I was not in the church, I didn't know anything about there being a church that Jesus started, I had never read the Bible, had no biblical knowledge whatsoever, I couldn't have told you Psalm 23, a lot of things that many people grow up with, and they learn it, or they learn it in a song, or they've heard the Sunday school lesson, or the preaching of God's Word, even people who don't have the truth, but some of the basic things get conveyed and expressed. Um, So, you know, you could get upset with that statement, I realize, but the 18th chapter of the book of Acts, which is the church part of the, it's a chapter in the book of Acts that deals with the church in action. The church that Jesus started how they went everywhere, reaching everybody and continues to do so. There is no amen at the end of the book of Acts. Uh, What Jesus started, nobody stops and nobody destroys. The church has come from Acts chapter 2 this way and will continue until Jesus is done with the church being here. And he will take it out of this earth and he will catch it unto himself. In the first resurrection, commonly referred to by some people as the rapture. Rapture is not a Bible word, but it means the same thing, so I won't fuss with it. But uh, when I came uh, to Florida this time, married, uh, I was, um, got a job one day with a man who was in the church. I, again, didn't know anything, and he began to witness to me and talk to me about what the Bible says. And when I would ask a question based on my, my way of thinking, Then he would uh, answer me with the Bible. And so he was showing me the way of God in a more complete manner and took a 99.9% of completion with me because I had about one one one-hundredth of a general belief that there is a God and I believe in him. That's about as far as it went with me. But uh, in the 18th chapter of Acts, you read about a man by the name of Apollos, and he was very much unlike me because he was mighty in the Scriptures and he was eloquent and he brought forth the uh, Word of God to people, but he only knew so much. His knowledge only went to a certain level and then it stopped. That's all he knew. And it called it the baptism of John. He knew about being baptized by John the baptizer. He knew, no doubt, the Scriptures that spoke of him as the messenger coming and that he would prepare the way of the Lord and make his paths straight and how that John had gone about bringing the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins the forgiveness of full pardon of sins and that John the baptizer brought that and he knew that and he worked with that and he believed that and he had scripture to support it but he oh that's all he knew he didn't know anything beyond that Uh, so i want to say that when we talk about people who only know so much There's no reason to get offended about that. There are some people in this room that know more than one language, and there are others that don't. There are people in this room that understand higher mathematics, and there are those that do not. That doesn't make anybody greater than anybody or less than anybody. It's just a simple statement of fact that Apollos only knew so much, but the church came into his life that day. In the 18th chapter of Acts, it records it, and there uh, two of the congregation of the body of Christ they humble and uh, nothing is described about them that would impress the natural man the carnal man but there was that about them that was most impressive to people who were interested in what God was doing and what God was saying and these, this young couple began to talk to Apollos and the Bible said they showed unto him the way of God or they expounded unto him explained unto Him, witnessed unto Him the way of God more completely, more perfectly or more completely. And one place in the Scripture talked about people's lacking in faith and how that we would be able to complete that or make that up. We could supplement that. If you have uh, three quarters of a dollar, you have three quarters, but you need a dollar, somebody gives you a quarter, they have supplemented you. They have given you that last part that you needed. And so it is that um, here they brought to him what took him from believing in the baptism of John which was good and right but they took him from there to the next level and that is they were going to show him much as the 19th chapter of Acts did when the apostle Paul came to certain people who also only knew the baptism of John and he also expounded unto them the completeness of the message he brought them up to the next level and without it you would be lost. Without it, you would fall short of the promise of the Spirit. And so, uh, just as they showed Apollos, so the Apostle Paul showed these 12 individuals who, knowing only the baptism of John, he told them, yes, but remember in John's teachings, and this is my words, giving you the chapter and verse in a language you can understand a little plainer, he said, yes, but that's right about John the baptizer. He said, but John the baptizer, if you remember lesson 2034, he said, John the baptizer told you there was one coming after him. That is Christ Jesus and that he is the one you are supposed to believe on. And when they heard that, they were rebaptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they received the gift of the Holy Ghost began to speak with other tongues and began to prophesy such a beautiful move of the Spirit of the Lord in their midst for you to keep your heart open to the Scriptures and ask God humbly to bring you to completeness to show you to make up that part which is lacking whatever you learned wherever you learned it about the Bible it could be good And we'd like to take that and we'd like to complete it. We'd like to take you, if you would work with the church, to the next level. It's only going to do you good. It's only going to bring you to a fuller, complete knowledge. It's going to bring to you an experience. That is second to none. There is nothing to compare the baptism of the Holy Ghost to accurately. It is an experience that one must have to fully appreciate. And can tell you about it. And we do. We'll preach to you about it. We'll sing to you about it. We'll witness to you. We'll Bible teach you. But it's an experience that you need to get for yourself. It was given to Peter, James, and John. Mary the mother of the flesh and the other devout women and many untold millions of people since Acts 2 have received this experience and been baptized in Jesus name. There are those that are asleep in Christ that when he returns with the voice of the archangel and the trump of the spirit they're going to rise again and beat us to the punch because we which are alive and here working are going to be caught up together to meet them in the air and so shall we ever be. You want to tell yourself, I want to be a part of the body of Christ, the church. And therefore I want to be humble. Because if I need a little more knowledge about the Scripture, then I'm open to it. As long as it's chapter and verse. As long as it's subject matter. And I'm certainly open to it. Thank God Apollos was open to it. And yet he was mighty in the Scripture. And he was eloquent in his speech. He was gifted at what he did. But he recognized That little something here that is a big something here escaped me and it got past me and he's right when he said that I'm supposed to believe on Christ Jesus. He's right when he said I'm supposed to be baptized in the name of my Savior Jesus Christ. He's right when when it is written that the Holy Ghost would come in the name of Jesus into my heart and that I could have this born again experience. He's right and I want to believe what's right. I want to do this. I want to do this. Maybe be seated. So when I, when I personally uh, was witness to what the what this individual in the church was, who was a former habitual gambler, and he got the Holy Ghost and he got baptized in Jesus' name, he never gambled again. He never did a lot of things that he used to do. He didn't do those things anymore. We're so happy to be in the church, so happy to have this great experience, so happy to have purpose and knowledge about and a goal for life after this life, for the real life, for everlasting, eternal life, for life without end, to be with Jesus the Christ. And so, as he answered me questions, he was telling me what right here Romans said. Now, Romans is a, a message to people who have gotten baptized in Jesus' name and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is teaching to them. It is taking them from this brand new level they've gotten to and taking them to the next level because it's teaching them about what you have received. It's giving them a fuller knowledge and explanation about this experience you've just gotten because you're just a newborn babe now. When you get born again of water and the Spirit, baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. You're a babe in Christ, and you're to desire the sincere milk of the Word that you might grow thereby. I um told a young couple the other night. I looked at them and I said, "You're going to have a baby," and the the wife laughed. She did me like Sarah did Jesus. She laughed, and then she tried to act like she didn't. Ah, oh, like the Lord said, "No, you did laugh." And I turned around and I said. There's your baby, because she was going to babysit a baby, a brand-new baby. So uh, well, I think she breathed a great sigh of relief. I'm not going to give you her name, because you'll go out here saying she's going to have a baby. So you'll get that all mixed up. But I'll leave the name out of it. So anyway, but I will tell you that Patrick was grinning from ear to ear. Oh, excuse me. Gave that away, didn't I? All right. So what, what was being witnessed to me, what was being told to me was about a brand-new life the life of the Spirit, a Spirit life, a Spirit-filled life, a Holy Ghost-filled life, that it was it was all new. And that's what you have from Romans through to Revelation. You have messages, teachings to the body of Christ, to the believers on the life that you now have, that you're a new babe. You've got a new life. You're born again. And the old things Or passed away, and behold, everything gonna be new. And that's what it was for me. It was all new. I had to learn about the life of the Spirit. The Bible called it here the law of the Spirit. Now, if you want to drive a car, nobody here on these front rows wants to do that, right? Right? Right, Tom? You don't wanna do that. But if you want to drive a car, you're gonna have to learn some about the law. Okay, there's a law connected with driving. And you're gonna have to take a test, and you're gonna have to pass a test. One on the computer, probably, and then one driving with the instructor. There's a law there. You're going to learn about what that red and white sign, when it says stop, what that means. A few of us aren't quite sure about that still. And and what that other one that's got those numbers on it, that would be called the posted speed limit sign. You're going to learn about the law, and if you if you go above that speed limit or you roll through like you're a Californian, roll through that stop sign then there's this um, gentleman that's going to come along or a lady and they're going to remind you about the law. They're going to ask you for your license and your insurance card and your registration. I'm very familiar with this. And they're going to check you out by computer and they're going to inform you or maybe they'll be polite and say, do you know why I pulled you over? And of course you're going to put on the most innocent face you can conjure up and you're going to say, um, n- no sir haven't got a clue well you were doing you know 83 and a 45 you know something drastic right and uh oh oh was I mm, you know one young lady that's starting to drive told me here she is not in this church right here local congregation but she said my dad said I have a heavy foot I said well honey you inherited that <laughs> it came right through the genes. what can I say but uh Woe unto you, pal. You got two of them coming. That there is a heavy foot. He told somebody coming into our town, he he said, yeah, on that four lane, he said, you can do 80. And I said, he's crazy. I said, they're going to pull you over. They're going to give you a ticket. Slow down. 72. Set the cruise. You know, you got to know the tricks of the trade here. Well, anyway. He's not only a maniac with a spray gun, he's pretty good with the vehicle too. Aren't we all though? God help us all. Well, I'm saying to you that there is a life of the spirit. And it is, it is not a natural life. It is a spiritual life. And when you get born again of water and the spirit, then it's a whole new life. And that's what Romans to Revelation is going to be taught to you, to teach you how to live this life, the law of the spirit you're going to learn about how this what the spirit's law is he has a law and you know what if you do it wrong you've got this good spirit in your heart that's going to give you a little check going to give you a little tap on the shoulder going to flash a little light for you going to pull you over a little bit and talk to you a little bit most politely most of the time unless you get me cranked up into my nehemiah mode and you know then i'll have to pull your hair and and rip your clothing, and and well, I don't want to say curse at you, but you know that's what Nehemiah did. But uh, I'll try to be more polite. But you understand what I'm saying. The spirit of the Lord is going to minister to you. And I was telling um, uh, some of the men about a man that was very important in my life and in the church, and how that um, he felt like he ought to maybe supplement things by doing a natural thing. And he, this preacher, and he said, um, I'm going to. They set up and everything's ready for me to go into business and he said he pulled up on the driveway and the parking lot of that place to step out and go sign the papers and he would be in business and he said getting out of that car the Holy Ghost gave him the worst whipping he'd ever had and he said he just stopped he got back in the car cranked it up put it in reverse or race and got out of there and never looked back on that again now, that's a preacher. Don't get, don't get mixed up here. What I'm just trying to say is that the Holy Ghost can talk to us if we will listen. It is the life of the Spirit. It's not about the flesh having its way and doing whatever it wants to do. Because the Bible tells you that the law of the flesh is sin and death. Death is associated with this flesh. But life is... Is associated with the spirit, so you want to choose the spirit life, you want to choose the life that comes with the spirit, you want to walk in the spirit, you want to talk in the spirit, you want to sing in the spirit. And God knows we want to preach in the spirit, we want to witness in the spirit, we want to live the life of the spirit. We want the spirit to check us when we're going right or going left or backing up. God forbid, we want that from God, we want the life of the spirit that tells us that's sin and that's death therefore you want life choose this walk in this believe this love this amen and when you do that then the writer is telling you there's not going to be any condemnation you're not going to be living with a guilty conscience okay you're going to find out that there is no condemnation if you're to them which are in the church which are in the not just in the church I want to say especially not just in the church house but but that they're in the spirit that's why the prayer was prayed and said you know about you being in me and me being in you that there the spirit being in your life and you being in the spirit it's not enough for you to have the Spirit. you got to walk in the Spirit. Just as the book said, we want to walk in the light as He is in the light so that we can have a blood-washed fellowship and we're not hanging around the wrong people in the wrong places doing the wrong things. That, that's the old passed away and i got something new now. Hey, where are you? I'm going to church. Hey, what's that in your hand? That's my Bible. What are you doing tonight? I'm going to youth service. Where are you going tomorrow night? I'm going to choir prayer practice or something. I'm going to be involved here. I'm in the Spirit. I no longer desire the things of the flesh. I don't want death. I want life. I want life. So the law of the Spirit, I want to learn that law. We had an inspector on the job here uh, Thursday or Friday, whichever day it was, and uh, he was telling us how that he was trying to upgrade his license. So that he could inspect more than just residential places, houses, but that he could get involved with the uh, commercial side of things, which is a lot more to know, a lot more to learn. But he wanted to upgrade. And so the example that I give to you is he said, he said, you know, he said, I'm finding it. Challenging. I'm finding out there's a lot I got to study to learn all these different laws to know how many exits there have to be and how what the windows have to be like and the certain screws you have to put in the windows to hold them for the hurricane and and oh straps. Let me not forget straps. There must be many straps to hold the roof down. We have many straps. We're asking that the next baby boy that's born be nicknamed Strap. So I am saying to you that uh, will you come to the church? There's a law, and you must learn the law. It's the law of faith. That's what your Bible called it. And it's the law of the Spirit. That's what your Bible called it. You, you don't want the, the Old Testament law because that also is connected to death. You do not want the law of the flesh because that's sin and death. You you want the the law of faith, not unbelief, but faith. You want to believe what His Word is saying. You want to pull it to you. You want to hug it. You want to embrace it. You want this. I crave this. I want this. Teach me, O Lord, Thy ways. Enlighten my heart. Where the book said, "Wherewith shall a young man cleanse himself?" It said by giving heed to His Word, to the law of God, the law of faith. That's the time we live. We're living in the time when the law of faith and the law of the Spirit is in effect. We're not living under something way back yonder. You know, you get people come around and they want to ask you about somebody from way back yonder. We move way past back yonder. We're a progressive church. We're a forward-moving church. We got new people with new attitudes and new hearts, and they're learning the law of the Spirit. Don't come around here and bring death. Don't bring me sin. Don't bring me unbelief. We want you to bring faith. want you to bring even your littlest little portion of faith. And let us supplement it for you. Let us add to it. Let us make up what you're lacking on knowledge and revelation and experience in God. And everybody said, praise the Lord. While you're standing, let's raise our hearts with our hands. And let us worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Let's learn the law of the Spirit. It was all new to me. But I was so glad to begin to learn it. And I want to keep learning it. Thank you.
1: On the side of victory, washed in the blood of Calvary. The power of hell cannot hinder me. I'm living on the victory side. I am living on the side of victory, washed in the blood of Calvary. The power of hell cannot hinder me. I'm living on the victory side. I am living on the side of victory, washed in the blood. of The power of hell did not hit them? wash the blood of Calvary. The power of hell cannot hinder me. I'm living on the victory side. Are you living on the side of victory? Wash in the blood of Calvary. The power of hell cannot hinder me. I'm living on the victory side. I said the power of hell cannot hinder me. I'm living on the victory side. You know the power of hell.
0: You, come on and lift your hearts with your hands. I love you Jesus. I praise I you mighty God. Thank you, thank you Lord Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. All right, everybody said praise the Lord. We're going to take our offering now, get our ushers ready and come on everybody said God bless the offering in Jesus name. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah.
1: Take a seat, inhabit, of praise God. of Zion Judas, We acknowledge Your presence, oh Lord. Holy Spirit, You are welcome. Come on in, take a seat, inhabit, of praise God. Is Zion Judas, We acknowledge Your presence, oh Lord. Holy Spirit, You are welcome. Come on in, take a seat. In our praise God of Zion, to Zion, we acknowledge your presence, oh Lord, Holy Spirit, you are come. come on in, take your seat, Inhabit our praise God of Zion, to Zion, we acknowledge your presence, oh Lord, everybody sing, oh. Be oh, you will help. Come on, you take, take a seat. Inhabit, our praise. And have in a God got a shooting Judification, we acknowledge your sin so low everybody see. Keep the faith, don't give up It's only a test, it's only a test You're going through, it's gonna be over Real soon, keep the faith, don't give up We're going through It's gonna be over, gonna be over. Real soon Don't so keep, keep the faith Don't you give Don't up Don't give On up What is wrong, isn't it? It's only a test you're going through It won't last all week Trials come Just to make us strong a little bit of rain—it just won't go. So Don't stand still and keep it. Don't give up in real life. it's only. I guess you're going through. Yes, it is. It's gonna it be over. It's gonna be over real soon. Real soon. Don't keep it. Don't keep the Don't you give up? Don't give up. Oh, Only a test you're going through. It won't last always. Trials come just to make us talk. Without a little bit of rain, it just won't grow, Don't stand still and keep the faith. Don't give up and real. Shoot them. yes it is Yes, it is. Oh, yes it is. Just have faith in God Oh, you gotta have faith in God Just have faith in God You gotta have faith in God Just have faith in God If you trust in Him and never doubt I know the Lord is gonna work it all out Just have faith in God. Oh, you gotta have faith, have faith in God. God. Just have faith in God. You gotta have faith in God. Just have faith in God. If you trust in Him and never doubt, I know the Lord is gonna work it all out. If you just It all out. Just trust in Him and never doubt. I know the Lord is going to work it all out. I know the Lord is going to work it all out, just trust in Him and never doubt. I know the Lord is going to work it all out, just trust in Him and never doubt. I know the Lord is going to work it all out if you just have faith.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah! You are worthy, Lord, right now. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord, with all of our heart. You are worthy, and you are worthy, and you are worthy, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, and I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. It feels good in the house of the Lord today. It doesn't matter That's a little warm. It still feels good in the house of the Lord today. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. The senior pastor was telling me and my wife the other day that he remembers going to services where they just, it was a pavilion, and they had, they didn't have carpet, they didn't have concrete, they just had sawdust on the floor. And they had some pews in there. And I think it may have felt a little bit like this. And it may have been a little cooler. It may have been a breeze without the walls. But still, there was no air conditioning. You know what? I guarantee you there wasn't anybody there that day complaining about not having air conditioning because it does not matter when the Holy Ghost is there. Amen. And amen. I think sometimes that we, as a... The way that we live our lives today, we are used to too many modern conveniences. We get used to electricity. We get used to our cars. We get used to all these nice blessings that God gives us. And sometimes we even complain about the blessings God gives us. And still, it's it's light years away from what it used to be like. And I never want to lose my thankfulness for what God has given me. I never want to get so caught up in what I have around me that I forgot the reason of why I have what I have. One place in the Scripture says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? You have to remember the reason that we come into this house is to worship the name of the Almighty God. That's the only reason that we come into this place. It doesn't matter what we are wearing. It does not matter what we look like. It does not matter how cool or how hot it is. We've come to lift up that name. We've come to magnify him one more time for the chance he's given us. Amen. I think sometimes God comes in a way like this, and it's a blessing. It's a reminder to us. Although it's not the funnest of times, but it's a reminder to us of how good God is. I pray and I thank God every day. I say, I remember a few years ago when the hurricanes had came through and and we did not have any power for a good while time. And ever since then, I pray every day, God, I thank you for electricity. I thank you for it. And it, it may sound silly, but I thank you for that because every time you don't have something, it reminds you to be thankful for when you do have it. And it goes the same way, and of course the same way spiritually. You thank God every day He wakes you up. I thank you that you've given me an opportunity to call upon your name. You've given me an opportunity to have the real truth here. The only truth. You've shown me how I can have my sins washed away by being baptized in your name. You've shown me how I can be born again of water and of spirit, receiving your spirit as you are the one that's going to give the utterance through this vessel I thank him for that message, for that truth of the gospel. Amen. Amen. And we come into this house, and we come and we pray and we worship, and we are in a place that we can get right with God, that we can get ourselves prepared the right way to go to heaven. And I, we were praying, I was praying with a gentleman the other day, and, and uh, he was struggling, and uh, he wanted the Holy Ghost. And I prayed with him, and 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 I said, you know, you just got to let go and let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. I said, you come in your atmosphere, you begin to pray, and everything starts coming against you. You start remembering this, you start remembering that. And even when the preaching is going forth, you're sitting here, and I know a lot of times you're thinking, oh, man, I got to do this after church. I got to do this. And, oh, this is happening, this is happening tomorrow, this, and all these different things. But you have to learn here when you come into the house of God to put the old mute button on everything else and pause everything else for a while and understand it's time to have church. It's time to get our minds in a place that God can work with them. And I said, you've got to get to that place to where you can just shut everything else off for a few moments here and realize you've got to get a hold of what God has for you in your life. See, it's not always going to be this way. The opportunity is not always going to be so easily to obtain here. And see, we get used to things being the same exact way. We get used to coming into service and having air conditioning. We get used to turning on the light switch and the light's coming on. We get used to turning the car and it starts. We get used to the things going. There are people, thousands of people now that used to go to a job and we're used to getting up and going to that same job for years and years and the job's not there anymore. You've got to understand that things are not always going to be the way you think they're going to be. Things change. We get old. Things happen. And see, we do not put our, that's why we don't put our trust in man. That's why we don't put our trust in this world. Because it's always changing. There's no stability in it. That's why we trust in God. That's why our treasures are laid up in heavenly places. That's why we are focusing on the next life. We're speaking of our eternal life here. That's why we can come into a place like this and shut this world off and shut the cares of this life off and get a hold of what God has for us. Amen. But the devil wants to have you so wrapped up with everything else that you cannot listen to the voice of God. That your mind is so wrapped up with all these different things that you can't step out in faith and believe and understand what God's trying to show you in your life. Amen. God's showing us. He's showing us day after day when he wakes us up and he gives us breath in our lungs. Every time we come into a place like this, he's showing us, I'm giving you one more chance. I'm giving you another opportunity here. Wake up here. Open up your ears here. Open up your eyes here. Understand here what I'm trying to do. It's not always going to be like this. You're not always going to have a chance to come into an atmosphere like this. You're not always going to have a chance to come and pour your heart out to him. And that's why every time He gives it to you, you better be pouring it out. Every chance He gives you, you better have your ears unclogged from the cares of this life and your heart cleaned out and saying, Lord, show me here. Show me here. Help me out here. I'm trying here. I'm stepping out here. You help me here. I need your help. Help me to finish this, what you're showing me. Help me to finish this message that you're beginning me with here. We want the complete thing. We don't want a partial here. Amen. God bless you, may be seated for just a moment. <laughs> the inspector comes out sometimes and says, I'll give you a partial inspection. And I said, I don't want a partial. He said, We want the whole thing. <laughs> there's no there's no, there's not, no, good thing about a little portion of something. You want the whole thing here. My little girl the other day, my wife had made a cake and and she went over and, oh, was, excuse me, it was this morning. And uh, she um, had a, my wife had a bag of donuts. And, uh, she said, uh, she used to always say, I want one, please. One donut, please. Dodo nut. One donut, please. And she saw the bag this morning. She said, uh, two, three, four dodo nuts, please. <laughs> because she's realizing how good it is. And, and that one no longer is no good. <laughs> and so after we said no, she said, okay, one, please. Because she was used to getting one. So I'm saying when you realize how good something is, you don't want just a little bit of it. And when you realize how good the blessing that God has for you in your life, and what He's going to do, and the change He's going to make inside of you, you're not going to want just a little portion. You're not going to want just a little bit. And that's why you've got to understand you've got to pour it all out and say, Lord, I don't want a little bit of myself. I don't want any of it. I only want you. I only want what you have because you're going to taste, the Scriptures taste and see that the Lord is good. You're going to come taste of this water that he has. And the Scripture says it's water that's never going to make you thirst again. I'm telling you what, this morning, if you'll just step out in faith and say, Lord, complete me here. I'm standing here believing that I want to step on out here and I want you to fill me the way I need to be felt with the Holy Ghost. I want you to baptize me the way I need to be baptized in your precious name. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's worship him right now. I, I don't want to just be a, a small bit of what God has. I want the whole thing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to listen to myself. because myself says, there'll be another time myself says that oh we'll take care of that when we've got air conditioning we'll take care of that when everything's more suitable there's never a suitable time for this flesh you're always going to have an excuse and a reason of why you're not doing it and that's why you've got to push through that push through that thinking and say Lord I know you've got a blessing for me I know you've got the blessing right here this morning that I need but I've just got to get through this old natural mind, this old natural thinking. Oh, everybody's looking at you. Oh, nobody's looking at you. You're worried about getting big cry eyes and hot and sweaty. Well, guess what? You're already halfway there this morning. Nobody's looking. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody's here for one reason and one reason only. We all need the Holy Ghost. We all need a fresh touch from the Lord this morning. We all need a good boost this morning in the Spirit. Hallelujah. And I'm not willing this morning to let the devil take it away from me. I'm not willing to sit down and lay back and take it easy and say, oh, no, 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 I'm going to get up and I'm pushing through all the opposition and I'm going to get the blessing that I need. There's no sense in struggling. People struggle and struggle and struggle trying to get victory, trying to get over things, and if you just will turn it over to God just let go of it and make up in your mind I'm tired of this I, I keep making, I keep falling, I keep falling I keep falling, I keep falling I don't want to fall anymore And when you turn over to God He's going to give you what you need you're going to be able to stand up you're going to be able to walk in the blessing that He has for you and you're going to be able to abstain you're going to be able to keep away from things because He's going to give you the strength that you need Amen and Amen let's worship Him all over this house right now We thank you, Jesus, for this time. We thank you for this chance and this opportunity right now to call upon your name, Lord, to feel after you, Lord. Right now we need your help, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Right now let us come. Let us worship him. Let us call upon his name. Let's get that touch we need this morning. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. Jesus!